One, two, three. Welcome to Three Song Stories, the podcast that wields the way music binds itself to memory as a means of getting to know our guests. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Canary. Our guests today are Jesse and Joe Latchett. Jesse's a Fort Myers native who's been involved in the local DIY punk activist scene since the 90s. She's put out zines, started a women's health collective, and was involved in feeding the homeless with the Fort Myers chapter of Food Not Bombs. She also booked countless shows as well as lived at the Hoople Mansion during its heyday. She was at the of all the behind-the-scenes work that goes into creating a punk community and maintaining a safe place for local, national, and international bands, and whoever wanted to belong, have fun, learn, and thrive. She's a mother as well as a motherhood advocate, offering advice and support regarding breastfeeding and all aspects of motherhood. She recently got her degree in human resource management and currently works at Scotty's Beer Works in Cape Coral, as well as co-owning Graveyard Shift Screen Printing, They Who Made Our Show T-Shirts. Her husband Joe is a Western New York native that moved to Naples in the early 90s and then up to Fort Myers in 2001. He's been in a number of local bands, including, and I'm guessing at these, Merkit, Panzram, Evil Existence, Giuna, Giuna, and currently plays in Plural Being. I could figure out how to say that last one. He's done some pretty extensive touring, both in the States and in Europe. He published a punk fanzine called Seven Inches to Freedom for more than a decade. It focused on the personal connection to music and the DIY hardcore and punk community. He's designed flyers and artwork for a number of bands and events, both near and far, and probably printed shirts for a band or business you've heard of, like I just said. As of late 2019, he made the leap, quit his day job, and along with Jesse, opened Graveyard Shift Screen Printing. He says to combine his love for the art form with the ethics he learned from his involvement with the do-it-yourself culture. Jesse and Joe have been partners in crime since 2000. They got married in 2011, and they live in North Fort Myers with their five-year-old son, Wilson. As I read their bios, I kept wondering how we'd never met that I can remember prior to Tara and I going to their house to see our shirts being printed. But that's beside the point now. So now it's our second two guest three song stories. Let's go. Hey there, you two. Hey. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> Good. Um, okay, so I alluded to in the opener that I thought maybe we had met at some point, but because of the fire alarm that we just had and when we went outside, mm-hmm. we got to chat, we've established that we hadn't met prior to me and Tara coming to y'all's place, right? Not yeah. that I know of. Okay, that's remarkable because there's a lot of overlap, but we'll get to some of that. <laughs> so, okay, um, did you guys name your kid after a volleyball? We did not. We did not. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Clear <laughs> <laughs> that up right after that. Uh, who'd you name him after, or what? Where did Wilson come from? We just wanted an old-timey name that wasn't very common. Love so, it. Yeah. And we both liked Will, but we didn't like Bill. She's got a lot of Bills in her yeah. family. So do you go? Like does Wilson. he does he go by Will or Wilson? Yeah, both. Will or Wilson? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just didn't really want Willie to happen. So uh, <laughs> right. Okay. Well, it'll be up to him someday. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, this is the second time we've done a, a two guest episode. Um, you mentioned uh, that you had listened to the Amy and Roger recently. So okay. I explained to you before the show we're going to do it differently this time. So instead of having you just talk and you just talk, we're going to have us all talk. So we're going to start with you. What was the musical background of your childhood, Jesse? Um, it was a lot of um, like 50s and 60s, like oldies music was always playing. Um, and then also I was born in 81. So there was a lot of crazy 80s music happening. Um, it was pretty much whatever was on the radio. Um, and then I had an older brother um, who was 10 years older than me. And he always had some kind of uh, 
like musical theater, uh, you know, music oh. going on. So, um, so I kind of got like soundtracks from him and would listen to uh, random stuff like that that I I didn't even know what it was from half the time, but right. I would just listen to whatever because he was the cool older brother. Right? Did, was that here in Fort Myers? Yeah. Where'd, yep. where'd you go to school? Like real quick, um, what was your? Well, uh, I went to uh, Good Shepherd, which was like a little Christian school until I was um, in uh, ninth grade, I started going to North. So. Oh, okay. So you went to North Middle, and or I guess no. it's the Academy? Or no, 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 no. North, Fort Myers High School. North, oh, ninth yeah. grade, ninth grade. Yeah, yeah. Okay, North so High. So ninth So you were a red knight. I was a red knight. <laughs> right on. Graduated in 99. <laughs> okay, so your, uh, Joe, your musical background in your childhood. Um, it was kind of the same thing, just um, music in the car with my grandfather or my, my parents. Um, and then I had some family members that played um, instruments, but it was kind of like, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't really talked about. Um, it wasn't not talked about, but it was, you know, just kind of, um, yeah, it was just a standard upbringing. We had a record player. We had a stereo. That was about it. And that was Western New York. Western so you're York. like practically Canadian. Yeah. We, um, I lived right out the 10 miles south of Buffalo in a little town called Hamburg. So um, you said there were some musical instruments being played? Yeah. Um, I had two uncles that were, um, my mom has uh, two brothers, or a uh, brother and or two brothers and a sister, and um, the two brothers are both musical. The um, my one uncle kind of tried to make it as like a singer songwriter, um, and then my other uncle just played for fun and still does to this day. And he's kind of who they both had long hair and leather jackets, and that's kind of who I wanted right. to be like. <laughs> what was your first musical instrument then? Was it a guitar? It was guitar. Yeah. How old were you when that came about? Um, I got my first guitar that I actually played when I was about nine. Okay, like an acoustic. No, it was an electric. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Did you take to it immediately? I did. Yeah. Um, my uncle, uh, the one uncle who just played for fun, he um, he left a guitar at my house, um, for, and I played on that for a little bit, and then I saved up money, and my mom met me dollar for dollar. Oh, wow. And we bought my first guitar. Like mowing lawns or something? Uh, that was even before. I think I was, like, washing a car, maybe. Right. <laughs> uh, did you ever play any musical instruments, Jesse? I didn't. No? no Still no, to this I day? Never, never really got into it. Um, I tried to play guitar for a second, but it didn't quite work out. And uh, you got to yeah. try longer than a second. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Next time around. <laughs> um, uh, what kind of music were your parents playing? Uh, my dad was into, like, Cat Stevens and uh, Bob Dylan and stuff like that. My mom was into... Um, uh, it was uh, it was like a weird mix. My mom, uh, it was it was like a one hit wonder stuff that I I don't even remember like half of the names, you know. Right. Um. But yeah, a lot of Cat Stevens, a lot of Bob Dylan. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It could was. be worse. Yeah. It could uh, be worse. What about you? <laughs> well, your parents? Um. My mom uh, liked you know uh, pop like Paula Abdul stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then later when we moved down here, she got into country. So um, like Alan Jackson, um, you know whatever the popular country in the late '90s was, huh. Garth Brooks, Vince Gill, stuff like that, and my grandfather liked um big band jazz so i would hear a lot of like the crooners and stuff um in his car when i was driving with him what was your first band when was your first band uh the (laughs) first my first band i was it was like 2000 i think and it was um it was a punk band so later then you weren't you weren't 12 and you started a band or something like okay no i played in my room for a long time by myself and that's the way to do it yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh when was the first time you saw him playing a band uh, December 18th, exactly, yep. I think, of, uh, of 2000. Great mm-hmm. answer. Yeah, yeah. Was that your first band? That was my first band, and that yeah. was our first show. Wow, you started a band, and you got the chick. Yeah, <laughs> we actually hugged that day, too, for the first time. It was kind of a big deal. Wow, so, had yeah. you already met, and then you got to go see him play, we, or was it like you saw him play, met, and then you met? Uh, we met, like, we, once or twice. Yeah, first. we, uh, there was, um... 
starting up was a Food Not Bombs that was going to feed the homeless in downtown Fort Myers. And I came up after I worked, you know, where my job was at that time, retail. Did you say you started it? No, no, no. Um, uh, somebody you were involved with it. Was yeah. the yeah. First, like, the first, like, start meeting. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it this was, was in 2001? 2000. No, 2000, yeah. 2000. Yeah. And yeah. I noticed there was um, two girls that I noticed that I thought were cute, and Jesse was one of them. And I told Where's the other one? Uh, I'm friends with her. Yeah. Yeah, we're friends with her. She's Funny kind of thing. our neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, earliest musical memory. I'm going to say one, two, three, and then I want you both to just spit it out. Whatever comes to your mind. It doesn't have to be the right answer, and it doesn't have to be when you're three. Okay, one, two, three. Rainbow Connection. Um, uh, get me a ticket for an aeroplane. <laughs> Ain't got time to take a fast train. <laughs> oh, good answer. Um, okay, uh, can you remember a time when you were a kid that moved, uh, that music moved you somehow? Like, not necessarily emotionally, but maybe emotionally, maybe physically, something like that. Uh, that song that I just sang? Okay. Um, there was, uh, I think my mom had like a little portable record player, and it was, she had a 45 single, and I remember putting that song on, and it, it's kind of an eerie song. Like, it, it's definitely pop, but it's it's kind of like melancholy uh-huh. and I, I remember listening to the lyrics and being like why does this guy have to get home did, did he do something bad or does he just really love this woman and it, that was kind of like okay a song can tell a story yeah. that was <laughs> cool that jesse um well i did mention my older brother um and around i think it was 91 when twin peaks came out um i was way too young for it uh and i didn't understand the show at all but i did get my hands on his um a soundtrack to that uh that he had i think it was like on cassette tape and i used to listen to that in my room over and over and over and it made me feel creepy and weird and it was like totally different music that you know like i had never really experienced before um and i didn't know what that meant but i yeah. just uh, i got really really into it huh yeah. you know uh, you say you didn't really know what the show meant or whatever yeah. i didn't either and i like <laughs> and i like love randomness yeah. i love uh-huh. cleverness i uh-huh. love weirdness and but i just could i maybe i'll yeah. get some hate for saying this i just couldn't Get but we it. love it now. Yeah, I, maybe but I should like go back then, and try it as me now because I mean, I me was then like was like, eh. well, I see. I was probably I was the target audience yeah, at that true, point. True. So, but I just eh, yeah. you know, as much as I like weird, it wasn't my kind of weird. Yeah. Okay, time for the first song. I have you listed first, but we are ultimate flexibility here at Three Song Stories. So she's pointing at you. Um, I so let me whatever. shift these papers. Around. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, um, what do you want to do? Do you want to listen? you want to tell the story? How do you want to handle this? Um, I'll tell the story. Um, th- I kind of just picked a song that is one of my favorite songs from this band. This band was kind of, um, this band, they're called Therapy. They're from Northern Ireland. Do you have to say Therapy? Because it's got a question mark. <laughs> therapy? <in it>. Yeah. <laughs> no. Never really thought of that. But yeah. Um, that's funny. It's the first thing oh, I thought of. That's the first of. thing I thought of, too, actually. I didn't know about that band until I met him. <laughs> um, but they were just, they had a song that came out in the early 90s and I heard it on the radio and I really liked it. Um, and they're from, you said, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Okay. And um, they never really made it big. They made it, they were big pretty much everywhere except the United States. So it took some hunting to find their. Um, to find records by them. They had like their major label label albums, but then the early stuff or like the singles were hard to find. Um, But they just were a band that um, not a lot of people knew about. And they kind of, all their songs with a name like Therapy were kind of like psychological. You know, it was kind of like darker themes and um, stuff that uh, I guess it was the first time I heard a band say, you know what, I don't feel okay. And I... I'm going to deal with that and make it my own. And um, 
Yeah, but this song is um is off their first album, and it's a um I just when I moved to um I moved to Florida in the early '90s. I was right between sixth and seventh grade, and it was a really really hard time for me. So I just kind of for like a year, I didn't really have any friends. I just kind of stayed in my room and um, listened to music, and I listened to therapy. I got really into them, and the um, the I guess it was my therapy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was were, it your therapy? It, it kind of was. <laughs> therapy. Um, yeah, but um, this I picked this one song because it was the lyric at the end. You know, the song is building and it's kind of brooding, and at the end it says, "You know, I don't fit. Take me out of here." And it was kind of just that, like being an adolescent and being kind of lost and being like, "I don't know what I'm doing." Why does everything feel weird? Um, it, but I know someone else feels the same. So that kind of is why I chose this song. You want to listen to it? Yeah. Uh, Dancing with Manson, right? Yes. Dancing with Manson from the 1991 mini album Baby Teeth by the band Therapy. So what's it like listening to that now? It's great. Yeah. I love it. It's the best song ever written. Not um, really, but it's really, really good. <laughs> well, in terms of like what it represented to you and, you know, at the end of the show, a lot of times we'll ask like what your 14-year-old self would think. Like how old were you when you were listening to that and how what would the kid who was wanting to get out feel about where you are? Like are you out? I think so. I think I did pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy, actually very happy with the life I have. And I think the uh, – I was probably, I don't know, 12 when yeah. I was listening to that. And, uh, yeah, I think he'd be, yeah, he'd probably think I'm kind of lame for being so mainstream or whatever. But, but yeah, look at you guys. I know, I'm so fine. mainstream. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we, no, I, we've done okay. <laughs> um, uh, have, did you ever see them live? Did you ever no, see never. them live? They would, did they ever come here? They did. They came to um, Pyramids. A long, long time Holy ago. Holy cow. There's and, uh, a name I haven't thought of. I was in... I drank too much at that bar. Yeah. <laughs> we I, were too uh, young when we were going there. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was too young to that go. That was right there on 41, right? Yeah. yeah it's like Coronado. It's like a it's, like, it's like magnet school now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they played there. Um, I was too young to go, and uh, I found out afterwards, and I told my mom. She's like, I wouldn't have taken you anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you still listen to their music? I do. Are yep. they still around? They are. They still... They have... Uh, they kind of put out an album every couple of years, and huh. uh, they're still still going hard. Hmm. That album art was pretty interesting. Yeah, it's kind of like. Oh, I hate it. It's kind of like, <laughs> kind of like a mashup of Maplethorpe and Dolly. Oh, yeah, a little. Yeah, and that's the. Uh, they always had those themes like that, where it'd always be some kind of weird art, or like the lyrics would bring up something like that. Brought up the Manson murder. I didn't. Well, I was twelve. I didn't know about the Manson murder. Right. Um, it also, you know, they they'd have some weird reference to like Captain Beefheart, and I'd be like, "Who's that guy?" Let me check that out. You know, right? They were way into the cool. Yeah, yeah. Just and the the odd. I guess. Yeah. Huh. Uh, when did you start printing shirts? Um, I was, I think, 16. Yeah? Yeah. Just for fun? Yeah. I um, I actually, a friend of mine had some patches on his pants, and I like of bands and stuff like the punks are known to do. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Where'd you get those? And he said, my friend made them. And he told me how to do it. And I said, huh, okay. And I was like, well, I'm going to save up for a screen printing kit. And I, I can't remember if I bought it or had my mom um, get it for me for my birthday or something, but I bought a $50 uh, kit and printed on my bedroom floor, hmm. much to my mom's <laughs> chagrin because I got the carpet disgusting. Was that the uh, beginning of your love for and association with doing it yourself stuff? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I suppose so. Hmm. Yeah, it was. It kind of came. I always tried to if I needed to do it because I I'm particular and I wanted it done the way I wanted it done. So the best way to do it is to do it yourself. And 
That's kind of how I did it. So that leads actually into my next question. So do you create all the artwork that goes on the shirts you print these days, or do people bring you art that you then print? Um, it's both. Um, What's the worst art you've ever put on a shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know if I can say that. Um, well, that's okay. Uh, there was. One... I just figured at some point during your time printing, you were just like making like, these. Yeah, John stuff. Yeah, well, there was. I can't, was it a koozie or was it a shirt? It. Oh gosh. It had a, a big finger pointing at it, and it said, "You should have been swallowed." Yeah. Oh, oh that right. Was awful. That's probably yeah, that's the worst just thing printed. That was horrible. <laughs> not funny. Not. And, you know, because I can take some dark humor, but no, nah, I was not funny. <laughs> uh, do you do you make art other than the art of screen printing? Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um a lot of it revol- revolves around music and album album art and stuff like that. But um, I have done stuff in the past, um, just kind of for myself and for Jesse or for gifts for people and stuff like that. So Jesse, what about you? Now you're involved with this screen printing stuff. Are you, is that something you had done prior to meeting him or is that something you've learned through him and become involved with? Uh, well, I was in the sign business when I met him. So I already kind of, um, I mean, I knew about screen printing. We didn't offer screen printing exactly, but we did, um, we did like, uh, like vinyl heat press, you know, like mm-hmm. onto shirts. So, um, it was in the same vein. Oh, yeah, and, they, uh, pretty like. He was like printing in his garage when I first met him, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> mm. um, and then, yeah, we just actually, he started working at the place that I worked at, which was like the Edison Mall. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Like I Signs and More or something yeah, like something that. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. Is that how you wound up putting up the Cool Hand Luke sign? Or oh, yeah, I did were, put up that uh, sign. Luke mentioned that. Yeah, I was in the sign business for like 15 years. I mean, it, it started then when I was young, but um, yeah, and then it just progressed. Like my, my boss got sick and was um, was gone for like a year, so I kind of just had to do everything on my own. So I learned pretty much everything at that point, um, every aspect of the industry. And like people... In the sign business, you usually only do, like, only installation or only graphic design or only production, you know. But um, I just kind of got, like, like you know, uh, got into all of it at once. Um, so uh, that was fun. It was a way for me to be artistic um, without actually, like, having artistic ability, like, to draw or paint myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. So that was really cool. Does that mean you don't do any of drawing or painting yourself? I don't. I'm not good at that stuff. But I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at, like, graphic design mm-hmm. my own way. So I, I learned my own way to do it. So. Do you do design work for Graveyard now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do some stuff. Is yeah. it, like, all, like, InDesign and Photoshop and stuff like that? Or uh, what are you using? Well, <coughs> I use FlexiSign Pro, which is, like, oh, okay. a, It's, like, yeah. in, industry yeah, yeah. tool, so. basically. Or Illustrator uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Do you remember um, the first music you owned? Um, Yes. Um, and why, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> do I or does Joe? Do <laughs> you? Um, yes. You're I next, but you. finally got um, a cassette player of my own, which I was super excited about. My birthday was like a month later, and my friend got me um, a Soundgarden tape, oh, okay. which was awesome. And I listened to it over and over and over because it, it was my only one for a while. What was the so. tape player like? Was it a portable? It was, uh, was it a like, no, little it was mini like one of those box? classic little boom boxes, but it was purple. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> How old would you was, have been? Uh, I was in seventh grade. Or sixth grade, so that was what, like ninety three. So yeah, 11, 11, 11 or twelve, probably. Were, you, were yeah. your folks cool with that? Kind yeah, of, kind of music. Like uh, you know, they never cared because I was the third child. Oh, understood. So I could do whatever I wanted, <laughs> and right. my uh, older siblings hated me for that. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, first music you owned? 
a first music I bought on my own, I think, was um, Summertime by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh oh, Prince. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which still holds up. I listened to it not that long ago. It's pretty I good. I bet it does, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, how do you guys play music these days? Um, every which way. We, um, we have a record player at the house that we play all the time. Um, I have a, I'm actually going through all my tapes right now to see what I want to kind of get rid of and whatnot. I listen to tapes in the garage when I print. Um, yeah, so still old mixtapes, too. Yeah, like, we'll still pull and, those out and throw those in rotation. Yeah, and um, um, Spotify. And I just got into Spotify, and yeah. I, I'm really loving it. Like, I I don't know. Her algorithm was, is so good. It's so good. <laughs> like, I feel so like well. I just, yeah, I it's totally. It's your new friend. It is my new friend, yes. <laughs> and I'm learning, it's all these new old things, you know. I mean, I, there's no new bands, really, but only a couple new bands. But anyway, it's like old bands that maybe I didn't give a chance to 20 years ago, but now I love them. So, so. Uh, in terms of listening to things, how much of your pie chart is music and how much is public radio? And you can be honest if it's only 5%. Um, my, music. No, my, public, <laughs> my public radio used to be a lot when I commuted because I commuted right. for 20 minutes and that was all I listened to in the car. Now it's still all I listen to in the car, but I don't drive as much. Um, so the ratios went down. I would say music to podcast and or yeah, yeah. public radio would be... Oh. Maybe 60, 40 in podcasts. Oh, wow. Favor. Okay. Yeah. Jesse? Um, I almost want to say 50-50. Um, I feel like I give a fair amount of listening to music while still listening to all the all my favorite podcasts. Um, as far as public radio, though, um, as soon as having as soon as my kids started talking, um, I don't I don't listen to NPR as much as I used to because now you know he'll hear like so many people dead wherever, and he'll be like, right, the wait, word, what? Things have Who, gotten a little dark happened? these days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So and he he'll repeat it. He'll want to talk about it. It'll you know provoke this entire conversation that I don't want to have with like a three or four year old. Right. That actually yeah started happening when he was three or four. So now that he's five, it's even more so. So I really, when he's in the car, I don't listen to stuff like that anymore. Um, so I just kind of poke up my phone and learn the news that way, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting because my daughter's 15 now, or she'll be 15 soon. And we've been talking a lot about, like, because I've been telling her for, you know, three or four years, this is not normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 What, what's going exactly. on right now is not mm-hmm. normal. And now we've really gotten to like peak not normal. Yeah. And she's just getting old enough to really understand it and can talk, you know, thoughtfully about it in a way that makes me really proud. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. at some point when he gets a little older, mm-hmm. let him start, you know, creeping mm-hmm. in yeah. maybe a little bit. I mean, that's all clearly up to you, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, for sure. But it is. <laughs> It's just pretty bleak these yeah, days. Yeah, it's pretty bleak these days. Yeah, understood. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, it's time for your song now. Okay. Jesse, what is it? Uh, it is The Honor System. Um, it's a band that um, it was kind of like an in-between band. Uh, came after uh, the Broadways and what was the other band? Uh, the Lawrence Arms. Oh, the Lawrence Arms. Yeah. Well, it was only one. Yeah, around the same time. Anyway, the Broadways came first. Uh, the Lawrence Arms and the Honor System came next. Um, I was... So I think it was 99 that the album came out, or 2000. It was before I met Joe. Um, This came out in 2000. 2000, okay. But it was before I met Joe. Um, And when I was in high school, I I was searching and searching and searching for, like, meaningful music. There was a lot of... um, like all the 90s uh, popular music, I could not stand. I didn't like any of it. I, there were, I mean, all of them. Um, so I ended up finding just like some really crappy punk bands. Uh, and all they sung about was like relationships and just things that didn't really matter. So when I found the honor system, it was finally something really meaningful that I could, you know, relate to. And it kind of, 
it just kind of spiked um, this whole new uh, style of music for me. So and it, it, it led me in the right direction um, and led me to a lot of um, a lot of bands that I still currently listen to today. So why this song? Um, this song in particular, uh, it just was really, really positive, and it felt like, like it made me feel like, um, I don't know, like I wanted to start something, you know, and really like uh, move forward with my life and, and do something positive. Hmm. So, and, yeah. you, and you said you graduated in 99, so this would come out like right, right after, after. Right yeah. after high school. Yep. You want to listen to it? Yeah. All right. This is Nails by the Honor System from their 2000 album, Single Five. So what's that make you think about? At this point, well, um, made me feel different things than any other time I've listened to it. Um, I don't know. We were just talking about, like, I mean, Joe was talking about uh, fourteen, his fourteen, fifteen-year-old uh, self. I'm glad you're going there because I, I was going to go and there. I, um, yeah, like I, I just started thinking. I mean, when when I was explaining the song, um, it, you know, at the time, it really it was like, oh, here's a new idea of like you know, building things together and working mm-hmm. together. And I mean, that's what stemmed the, my DIY, uh, you know, culture. I mean, like, that's where it all started. And, and, uh, and yeah, I don't know, my 14 or 15 year old self would think that I'm awesome, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you know, makes me feel uh, a lot of things that I've never felt before. That's great. Listening to it now, yeah. I was feeling that a little bit for <laughs> you, too, and for both of you, because you're like, we, I want to get out, and you're like, I want to make something, and you guys mm-hmm. are like out and making stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all come full circle at this point, you yeah. know, and I think that's why I'm feeling so many different things now, because, I mean, I don't know, from that point, from, you know, 2000 to... Till like 2003, uh, Joe and I were just beginning our relationship together, you know, but around 2003 is when we started um, living like with other people and like um, Food Not Bombs was like yeah. awesome, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there were so many, um, there's just so many cool things happening, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know I'd get emotional. <laughs> no, that's great. Um, uh, a little weaker than's vibe there. Do you know the weaker than's? A little thans? bit, yeah. I mean, yeah. as close as I can get. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I feel like oh, even I remember liking close. them for sure, yeah. Um, I actually saw the Honor System play um, in Naples, and Joe was at the same show. Yeah, it was a couple months before we got together. There were literally like three people watching them, and they played pretty much the whole album. Was somebody standing between the two of you? It (laughs) It could have happened that way. It really could have. It's so weird. We just didn't know. We weren't on each other's radar yet, but it's just crazy. Hmm. Do you still listen to them today? Is that part Um, of your routine? uh, Yeah. Like, actually, that's why. It was weird. Yeah. uh, Occasionally, like, I'll just pop out the entire album, and it's great. Like from start to finish. Right. So hmm. even just after listening, that's actually the first song in the album. Um, and just after listening to that, like it's in my head now, like the whole entire album. Right. So, yeah. I have a few albums that are like that, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Hoople House. <laughs> okay. I, I read that in the intro like everybody would know what that means. <laughs> what well, does that mean? if it was a few years ago, everyone yeah, would have known. But at this point. But the people like know. in South Korea aren't going to oh, know. Oh, no. <laughs> There are some people in Germany or like Italy yeah, that might sure. know about it. Okay, we'll yeah. talk. We'll talk about it. Tell us. Tell us what what, what it is. Uh, tell us what it was. Tell us what it represented. Go ahead, you go first. Uh, well, Hoople House uh, started. There was um, there's this band Jayuna who was a. So I got mainstay. it right. Yeah, I, one of my two choices. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Richard said say G Yuna. 
<laughs> I see all words shaped like that as Japanese. <laughs> 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 okay, um, continue. Those guys and like that just brings so many memories back to me and different things. So I'm sitting in here right now, going down all of my own memories. It's pretty insane for me right now. <laughs> well, those guys um, and their affiliated, you know, friends all lived in this big house called Hoople House. It was this old house that was split up into five really crappy apartments. Yeah, and we um, ended up in one of them. And then uh, about a year later. It was the, like it was a little less than a year later. Um, yeah, because we didn't get our deposit. Yeah, uh, I know. But um, the uh, the the big it house, was fancy enough for there to yeah. be a deposit. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um the house two doors down we called Hoople Mansion because it was just this huge house and there was like shady people living in there. But it opened up and we saw a for rent sign. So we thought Nevin and I did. Yeah, like, <laughs> we were we were like the mom and the dad. Right. Uh, yeah, me and were, Nevin. They were. And uh, we saw the sign, ones. and yeah, we called, and we were just like, uh, went and set up a, a tour, you know, with the the land, our you know future landlord, and uh, yeah, she showed it to us, and we were like, yep, we're in, we're into this, yes, only a thousand dollars for this giant for a mansion, five bedroom. yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was more than that, it was, it was six like bedroom seven. and two half bedrooms. Wow. Yeah. How, so and and so who was the like. Who, so you guys were in charge. So you guys, yeah. you guys were collecting the rent. No, I mean, no. It, so like, or I've was heard, the landlord each person dealing no, with the, the landlord? No, the landlord was just yeah. It was one lump, you know, thing yeah, yeah. to the yeah, yeah. And so. we lucked out and actually had, um, for the most part, really good roommates who everybody took care yeah. of their business. It was awesome. You know, it was. That's kind of what, what why we became friends in the first place, anyways, mm-hmm. because the you know these uh, this group of people they knew how to have fun and, and get crazy, but they also took care of their. Yeah, shit. Mm-hmm. you can um, say. Shit. <laughs> um, so that was cool. You know, yeah. that was what we were looking for. Because, like, yeah, we like to party, but, you know. And it was a, a music venue, too, then? Yeah. We, like um, a house party venue, kind of? Yeah, once we moved into the big house, um, we all played in bands. And by that time, um, uh, me and a couple of their other roommates were in a band that was touring. So, you know, basically the network that was set up for underground touring was like, hey, you know, we'll trade our records for your records, and then we'll trade a show in your town for a show in our town. Huh. That's kind of how you... Just like- feed us some food and give us yeah, a place to stay. You know, you can, so that's pretty know. much it. Understood, yeah. And it was very cool. Yeah, and so once we had that big house, I mean, the living room was perfect, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. So that was, yeah, that became kind of like, for a little bit, like the hub of our activities and our circles yeah, and, and stuff. what years was that? Um, it was 2004 to 2009. Yeah, something like that. Ish. Mm-hmm. Huh. I was, I was yeah. a little too old and not cool years. enough to <laughs> have caught that. I just missed it. Um, we lived... Um, so if you're going out downtown on Second Street, you know, as soon as you hit the corner, you know there's like that. You know, gotta go like that. Mm-hmm. On the right there, there's a little tiny house with a red door. And me and a buddy, the guy who made our theme song, actually Dave, 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 <laughs> we rented this little uh, two and a half bedroom house that we turned into a five bedroom house. Yeah, we literally had a great, great <laughs> big nice. living room. We built a room. In the living room, awesome. so somebody had a bedroom that was in the living room, <laughs> and we we were renting it for like four fifty a month, and we rented yeah. it out all the rooms, and me, him and I were living there for free. We called it the No Hassle Castle. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I it love was that. great. We had some good parties there. Um, uh, so uh, the DIY stuff, mm-hmm. it's something that you guys have both talked about a little bit. Um, you guys, it sounds like, okay, right now, this is how I perceive it. It's become something that's been come, become cool, like Instagram cool almost or something. But there's deeper roots there in terms of like where you guys came from and what it really represents. Does that make sense? Yeah, yes, I think it nailed absolutely. it. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I well, I I hear the word you know I I hear the phrase or whatever DIY. It people say it all the time now. I mean, it's on like the cover of magazines and right. it, everything is DIY DIY. But it was a little different back then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you Google it and go to the Wikipedia entry, it talks about the nexus between DIY and punk and things hmm. like that. Like yeah. that's part of its etymology. Interesting. I never looked at that. Well, yeah. It was just it kind of started. I mean, back the punk scene back in the day. I mean, it wasn't just the Ramones. There were bands that. You know, they had to start their own labels because people were like, this is a joke. Right. I mean, punk yeah. punk was a dirty word until about 10 years ago, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, they were like, look, we're doing something cool here and we don't need you. We're going to do it ourselves. You know, we're going to we don't want to be like live music at a bar. We want to we, yeah, we don't play want for... our music to be like a business. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, you, you got to make a living and, and everything. Well, but there is. Yeah, there's ethics involved. It's not just like, look, I'm going to play at this club and get all the money right. and you know, rip off our fans. It's like, um, I guess, and through that, and everybody's working hard. So you, you're kind of like, like, you know, if, you know, you book a show in Kentucky and the guy is like, look, man, I, I flyered really, really hard, but it's a small a small scene and there's not a lot of kids and I don't know how good the turnout's going to be. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, this guy's just lazy and our show sucks. You're going to be like, oh, he really tried to help yeah. us. And, and you, you make know. the best of it. Then yeah. you, you know, just make a connection with that, that tiny group of people instead of, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and just what you were describing with the Hoople House and the trade records and all that, that's that's it. That's it right there in a nutshell. It's yeah. Just, yeah. And I love the positivity, like, angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like people might think of punk and be like, oh, I just want to know. And exactly. you're like, no. Yeah. We want people who get their put their shit together well, and, and put a positive something out into the world. It actually yeah. wasn't like as much of a party, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we were pretty strict on like no drinking and yeah. no drugs and you know what I mean? That kind of we always said no drinking, no drugs, no jerks like yeah. on all our flyers because and everyone was like, Oh, you're anti drinking, you know, but it wasn't that. I mean, we would, you know, drink and hang out afterwards, but we just we wanted everyone to be able to come. We wanted like some fourteen or fifteen yeah. year olds to be able to come and not you know what I mean? Yeah. We, uh-huh. we didn't yeah. want our house trashed either. You yeah. know what I mean? So So just so you know, I Googled, uh, you know, thanks to Google, we could find things. There was um, <laughs> some sort of like Fort Myers blog site, and it was a, an entry, you may have written it, about the last show at the Hoople Mansion, and hmm. Let's Go Exploring was one of the bands that was playing. Yep. And mm-hmm. so that's where I, Crazy. I was like, I see the nexus. <laughs> yeah. Because Luke Martin was yeah. in that band, yeah. right? Yep. And he's in town right now for a reunion of that band that's yeah. playing on Sunday. Yeah, we're, we're going to be there. <laughs> I'll be there too. Set up a babysitter <laughs> already. <laughs> Sunday night, though. Oh, yeah. I know. It's kind of hard. Um, okay, uh, back to the three song stories train. <laughs> um, are there any mainstream bands that you guys are into? Um, has having a kid inf- influenced you into, like, you know, mainstreamville because of the songs that five year olds, you know, Baby Shark and things like that? <laughs> Not really. No, he likes, like, really cool yeah, post punk stuff. Has better, he loves I, New Order. I think he has better music taste than I do. Okay. <laughs> he because, really does. you know, like. He likes Joy Division. Yeah, he likes. Uh, um, he likes really anything that is like electronic sounding. Yeah. Uh-huh. He likes Sonic um, Youth. Yeah, some mm-hmm. of that stuff. Um, but so yeah, probably I mean, nothing. You guys are not necessarily. Do you listen to the radio at all? Are there any radio stations that really. play music that you turn on? Unfortunately, no. no. Um, there's. I mean, there are there are newer bands, but they are kind of in the underground and stuff. I would say some of the more mainstream bands, like um, Jesse, has listened to the Chromatics lately. Oh, yeah, I just got into them. They're really good. Yeah, um, and they are like new, and they are pretty. Yeah. Main. I think they're yeah. a lot more mainstream than we think. Yeah, maybe I don't know. How about musicals? I don't like musicals. Oh, I am no. way into musicals. <laughs> like Broadway Actually, musicals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From a, from when I was a tiny kid. Yeah. You got a favorite right now? Um, 
No, I mean, um, I guess it's a little the the newer ones are a little off my radar um, because of having a kid and you mm-hmm. know family business all that. Um, but uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch has mm-hmm. always been my favorite. Right. Um, we've seen it four or five times now. Yeah, live. Yeah. Got some tattoos and stuff, and uh, yeah, I just love it. Absolutely. So you're not in the musicals, but you'll go see musicals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We yeah. accidentally saw an opera one time, which we will never make that mistake again. Yeah, we were like, oh, it let's go horrible. check out an opera. And no, not for us. We left cool, at intermission. Not for us. <laughs> I love how you accidentally went to see an opera. Like you tripped into an opera. I really did. She said, let's go. And I said, okay. Oh, it was Faust. And I was was excited, but it was an opera. Do you have any uh, desire to see Hamilton? No. No? No. No. Yeah. I like the historical aspect of it, but I don't, when I've heard the songs, it's just that musical. It's too like performed and it's too happy for me I, I like happy stuff but it's too <laughs> remember, I don't know remember when we saw Footloose with my parents oh, oh I can't stand Footloose oh, way too I, much I arms and legs moving around I didn't know I hated it then yeah I didn't know I hated it until I made you go see it with us <laughs> that was one of our first like serious <laughs> dates too dates. <laughs> wow that's great no wonder you gave him that look yeah, that was yeah. pretty good yeah, it was pretty uh, bad. Yeah, but uh, speaking of not being in musicals but going to musicals so my daughter's in musical theaters that's mm-hmm. what her, her jam is and so right now like literally right before the show started they do a lottery for Hamilton tickets Hmm. you get the app and every day a lottery opens you can enter and they pick X number of tickets that are only $10 so right now it's in Fort Myers and Naples there's two productions happening so every day I'm like Enter the lottery because <laughs> even here in town the tickets are like three hundred and fifty bucks. Wow! Holy, yeah, God. that's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, uh, peak concert experience. Guar, <laughs> absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean, that was just a big one. You know what I mean? Like it, it was. Yeah. Where was that? Uh, actually, at we were talking about that pyramids place. Yeah, but it okay. was what was it called then? Orbit. 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 Nightclub. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I got offered a job. Yeah, like well, yeah, I got hired for a job like while covered in like fake urine and blood. It was what was the job you amazing. were hired for? Um, I books a million employee, <laughs> but that actually led to my first management experience because about two months later, I was offered a management position at books a million. At books a million. How long did you work there? Uh, two years. Was that one the year? not the mall location, but the previous? No, location? yeah, like the Pagefield location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Hmm. What's, mm-hmm. your, what's your peak concert experience? Yeah, there's been a lot. There has well, been a lot. That's why I said peak. That, well, you said, you said concert, so my mind went to big. Uh, yeah, yeah there, um, there's definitely been some peak shows. Um, I, well, the first, one of the first concerts I saw was um, Guns N' Roses, uh, Metallica, and Faith No More opened. Wow. And when we got there, um, Faith No More were playing in like the broad daylight in the Buffalo Bill Stadium in front of Metallica banners. And I was just like, this is raw. Yeah. They didn't care. You know what I mean? There was no pandering. They didn't look cool. They they were like ugly guys, you know, and it was it was intense. That and that was really kind of like there was no light show because like I said it was broad daylight. You know, it was yeah. that really it was a bit scary, you know, and that was that kind of that kind of left an impact on me. How about uh furthest you've traveled to see a show? Maybe, maybe no, no. Well, we used to go all the time to just, you know, like St. Pete, Miami. I mean, anywhere. Like, so two, three hours was no big deal. Like, we did that all the time. Um, I did go to Bloomington, Indiana for Planet X Fest. Um, And that was just like a bunch of, um, bunch of kind of like poppy, folky punk bands. Um, But I mean, I went to like be on the staff there. You know what I mean? So I wasn't, um, I don't know. 
It wasn't I just for the counts. concert, I it guess. Counts. That counts. No, yeah. that counts. Sure. yeah, absolutely. So Bloomington. <laughs> um, okay. Um, is there a TV theme song that you both know <laughs> that we can all <laughs> sing together? Do we, bo- do, you, do we both know it? Do we both know America's Funniest Home Video? Oh, yeah, oh. sure. I don't know that. I thought you were going salute go your shorts, but I, I don't know. Salute your okay, those are both. Those are both great. I need you to. Those are both so good. I need you to pick one though because I love both. Go you. America's Funniest Home Video. Richard's gonna pull up the audio, so you at least have a little framework to land upon. I didn't know the mic was back over here, so then I just started singing "Salute Your Camp on Awana." How's it? How's it? Just how's it start? So I can get it. You've got laughs from coast to coast to make you smile. Yeah, that's what I'm used to. There it is. Got laughs from coast to coast to make you smile. A real bad look at each of you To capture all that style <laughs> You're the red, white, and blue ba, ba, ba. The funniest <laughs> thing to do America, America, this is you <laughs> oh goodness! I don't know this verse. <laughs> our, our son is like so into America's Funniest Videos now. It's bringing back all kinds of memories is from our still, own childhood. It's still on. It's still yeah. on yes. Not Bob Saget anymore. No, right? no. <laughs> That, that's just by the end I knew it was going to say you but yeah. <laughs> that was just like YouTube videos listening before like, like well exactly it was like, you know, it was like a, yeah it people, was an hey, aggregator you YouTube watch, video watch aggregator before YouTube with a bat <sighs> watch this cat fall off a thing yep like, oh, watch, you know that this was it was the YouTube quick share video before <laughs> yeah for sure Hmm. Yeah, except um, I remember sending like tapes in, you know, of these funny things that happen, but you don't have a copy of it. Right. So if it doesn't get on, that's it. Right. So exactly. your funny thing is gone forever. <laughs> I know. I know. No, that is so yeah. funny. Well, this is a total random memory, but I wound up somehow when I lived with Dave at the No Hassle Castle of this VHS tape that were all these outtakes that University of Indiana basketball coach Bobby Knight. Mm-hmm. It was like he was doing some golf show, and he was all these oh, outtakes of him just being. Oh no, not just swearing. Being <laughs> so wrong and evil and mean to people. Huh. And we sent yeah. it in, not to America's Funniest Videos, but like Inside Edition or something. Because we're like, ooh, we're going to expose him. But then it just, like you said, it was It just gone. goes away. I mean, and then yeah. it was like, that was that. That's what We happens. were sure we were going to change yeah. the world. And then, I had a great video <laughs> of my dog jumping on the counter to try to eat some popcorn, and it is gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have so much of it, and it's stored digitally that we just don't even watch it or whatever, because yeah. there's just too much of it. Um, karaoke. You guys karaokeers? <laughs> what was I, the last one? I don't like We karaoke. did, um, what did we, we did uh, Chattahoochee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. By Helen no, Jackson. It was horrible. <laughs> that was fun. That was the only time I've ever had fun at karaoke. So, you know, you know, you don't mind doing it, though. I, uh, I don't like doing it. I have to be really drunk to do it. What about dancing? Yeah, I like dancing. Yeah, I'll dance. It's different it's when we, now dancing, that we have a kid. You don't really think about yeah. it as much. No, that's true because I'm not a dancer. But with Gwen, it's like it mm-hmm. just turns that off yeah. or yep. turns it on or whichever anymore. it is. Yeah. Yeah. No more yeah. embarrassment when no. you're a kid. Uh, so you guys, you met at that show. That was your show, right? That's how you pretty much. Well, yeah. we pretty met much before met. that, but yeah, that's yeah. the first time we hugged. So you know, it's kind uh, of a big deal. <laughs> how long between hug and hand holding? Uh, it wasn't long. It was no. Not long. <laughs> no, it wasn't Two days. Long. Yeah. I asked her to be my girlfriend, and that was it. Yep. That was that. Okay, so now that we're in that lovey place, oh. let's move on to our third song, which is y'all's third songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we are letting you... We kind of uh, cheated. We, yeah, we that's did okay. cheat. No, that's okay, because it's going to be great. It's important, though. Exactly. So g- proceed. All right. 
You go first. Uh, well, the first version of this song, um, we, you know, we had ups and downs throughout the relationship. And in the early years, we had a couple breakups. And uh, there was, I was young and stupid. And um, I was like, after I made mistakes, I was like, I need to get Jesse back. I really, that, I, I was such an idiot. What was I doing? I had everything and I'm a, a dummy. So, um we broke up and we still, you know, tried to be friends, tried to do that thing, but it's, it's only really for like awkward. a month. This yeah. is all in like one month. Probably felt like a year. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Geez, it felt awful. <laughs> it was awful. But um, yeah, and I finally one time I was like, all right, I'm calling after you know a month of torture, and she wouldn't take my calls, and I was I was like, I'm calling and I'm gonna, you know, talk to her, and uh, she was watching this movie. And I don't know if it was at this part, but it was you know yeah. the movie is a romantic movie. That's a song from a movie. Yeah, and really, and coming from my my perspective, like I grew up with with a mom and a dad who loved each other, you know, and it was a different family dynamic than than Joe was used to. So I had this whole idea of, you know, love and like you know your perfect someone yeah, like and in the marriage and exactly like movies. So I was way into romantic comedies, which I still am. Um, and yeah, Adam Sandler was always a big one for me. Uh, you know, especially this particular movie. Um, in which movie was this? The Wedding Singer. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it kind of summed up my, you know, I grew up in the eighties. So yeah, it was a little bit of everything. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I had, I don't know. I had that exact idea of love and I really thought that that was the way it was until, like I went through a couple really bad relationships before meeting Joe. Mm-hmm. So then when I did meet Joe and I really thought, oh, this is different. This is really it. But then we broke up and he was a big dummy, like he said. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, fast forward years later, I now it means so much more to me now because I know that life isn't like that, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. and I can respect that. I love that. I love yeah. how our life is, and I love all of those ups and downs that we've had. Um, and we wouldn't be know. where we are if we didn't have, exactly. all, you know, those times. So We wouldn't have Wilson either. We would not. <laughs> so what's the song? The song is I Want to Grow Old With You by Adam Sandler, and mm-hmm. um, he sings it in The Wedding Singer. But then, um, which is even cooler, he just came out with a, a new comedy special and he redid the song 20 years later singing about his wife. And it follows the same time frame as us, you know? And there I, are just so many things about the first one and the second one that are exactly like yeah, us. Yeah, it was, it just It's wild. And you know we, go yeah, ahead, no. Uh, we danced to this at our wedding, which I know breaks another rule, but eh. what, that was awesome too because... Because it was a, a really comedy short song. song. <laughs> this is a yeah. short so comedy song. It only breaks the rule if, if there's no story. Okay. Okay. And I think that counts. <laughs> it's a good story. What I was going to say is what's crazy is, is that two, uh, 2000 was 20 years ago. I know. Yes. I know. Yeah. Mm. So we're going to listen to both these songs back to back here in studio. And then you podcast listeners out there are going to hear Richard's magical weaving, which we can imagine. But let's listen to it. Ready? Mm-hmm. This is I Want to Grow Old With You. First, it's original version from The Wedding Singer, and then the updated version from the Adam Sandler Netflix special. 100%. So you guys have successfully created the most romantic moment that we've had in this studio Aww, during this show. Hooray. Just so you know. Cool. Yeah, I, maybe I'm just because I'm in it, that, but I think that was it. Aww. That was so awesome. It feels good every time I hear yeah. both of those songs. Yep. But yeah, especially when he started, like when he did the 100% Fresh uh, 
special. And then <laughs> I heard the the second version. I could not believe how how on on par yeah. that was. <laughs> Were you guys watching that together? Um, I watched it by myself first, and oh, then yeah. I was like, "Yeah, you gotta see this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the entire thing is. I mean, it just I don't know. Just kind of sums up my my life. <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't know. It is good, isn't it? it? Yeah, I know it's just a comedy, but yeah, yeah. it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it gets serious, but it's still funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean yeah. Comedy I mean, is but... what brought us together and yeah. has kept us together. Yeah. One of the first things we were excited about together, I think, was like Beavis and Butthead. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we were way into Beavis and mm-hmm. Butthead together, which actually led to many very cool um, music like things. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a great music gateway. Yeah. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Did you drink him under the table? Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. He still can. Yeah, last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Probably will tonight. Yeah. Uh, like the like the uh, Marion on uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 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 what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, is your kid going to be a musician? Oh, that's yes. not what I was going to say, but that's what I I'm really going to say. Think I think he so. is. Yeah. He's really good with like patterns. And yeah. uh, is, we have yeah. we have a room that's I not as nice as this, but I tried to soundproof and I have a drum set set up and amps and stuff. And he, um, yeah, he's really good at patterns and, um, and he's got his own style, which is great. <laughs> he made up a song just about like the timetables recently. Remember that? Yeah. And he was actually, um, like he was, he had a really good beat with the drums and yeah. how did it go? Oh, it was just counting. It was 25, 30, 35, 40. 40. He was counting by fives. Yeah, it was really good. But it was like a really <laughs> good. Next? Yeah, but it was, I don't know, it was so good. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's five? He's, he's five. He'll be so six. So yeah. is he in kindergarten? Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where's he going to school? Diplomat. How's he like it? He Close loves it. it. You taking it too mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Is that first day hard? Uh, the first day back from the break, yes. No, I meant like <laughs> that first day you dropped school, him off at school. Because some kids, you know, cling, some kids oh, don't, some moms cling. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. He just walked in with his little backpack and was like, see ya. <sighs> it was tough. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was my God. He's out day. on his own. Yeah. yeah. yeah uh, autonomy has to start school, somewhere. You know, yeah. I mean, just let him loosen, you know. <laughs> he, he's really outgoing, and that's great because Jesse is, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I clam up, and it's better to be outgoing because you, you know, have more fun. Yeah. And uh, not worrying about everything, and he doesn't, which is great. He's, <laughs> he's awesome. Just do you, do you do you guys have songs that you associate with him? Like that, like if you hear it, yes, uh, uh, Blue Monday by uh, New Order. Yeah, because like that's his, that's his ultimate favorite song. Yes, and uh, uh, Funky Town. Yeah, he loves Funky Town. Funky Town by Lip Sync. Funky Town loves that song. Yeah, <laughs> nice. We actually have the record. Uh, yeah, we have records of pretty much everything that he loves. He loves Gary Newman, too. Yeah, he really likes Gary Newman. Who doesn't anything? love Gary Newman? Yeah, yeah. right. That's true. Don't have a heart if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even if you don't know his name, you probably love him. Mm-hmm. True. Um, how big is your record collection? Uh, pretty it's big. pretty big. I don't know. Uh, LP's probably 500. Oh, okay. Maybe. Takes up a good portion yeah, of the wall. Yeah, there's right. no. <laughs> um, okay, now normally guests get three songs. You guys mm-hmm. each got one and a half. Are there a, 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 another song that you might have picked had you been a solo guest that you'd like to mention and possibly even summarize what it would have brought you to? If you don't have it loaded up, that's okay. Um, mine, uh, yeah, I think mine would have been, I, I thought about that and it was ACDC Hell's Bells. Okay. Just because that was um, a kid in fourth grade. I always wanted to be like the bad guys in the movies. I thought that was so cool. Like John Bender from... Um, <clears throat> The Breakfast Club was seems like such a badass to me, but I was I wasn't I was 
eight. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, was, I had nothing to really worry about. Um, but so a friend was like, look, you, you, know, you wear these band shirts and whatever, but here's ACDC's Back in Black. It's really good. You should listen to it. And this kid was like wise beyond his ears. And um, I brought it home and I listened to it and it scared the hell out of me. And I thought it was satanic, and uh-huh. I was like, and I was listening to it, you know, quietly on the headphones, so my grandparents and my mom wouldn't hear and yell at me. You know, it was, but it was, it was basically just like that whole. Um, the story was the same as my other one. It just showed me something different. You know, hmm. you got anything, Jesse? I had a lot of different things from my childhood and stuff that I mean came to mind first. But um, I mean, I mentioned Cat Stevens earlier. That was a big big part of my childhood and still every time I hear a Cat Stevens song really any Cat Stevens song mm-hmm. just his voice brings mm-hmm. back that like warm like family feeling mm-hmm. which is really nice um, but um, the other song that came to mind which I know you wouldn't know it's just a punk band but um, one of the first um, female fronted punk bands I ever heard um, was a band called Bread and Water and I think they were from Texas mm-hmm. maybe um, but Joe and I were on our way I had never heard of them actually at all but we were going to the show together and he he had um, he taped the record that he had uh, and we listened to the cassette tape on the way to the show and the girl I mean the girl singing she sounds like she kind of sounds like an eight-year-old boy (laughs) but um, but it was just amazing to me that a woman could uh, could ignite you know so many feelings and so much uh, just so much sound you know it it was incredible yeah and the show was amazing so yeah, I don't know. That song, Remember, still is like one of my favorite songs ever. Is it possible to say if either of you have a favorite band? Uh, mm. No, there's a, a few. Um, I love Sonic Youth. I really like uh, Therapy, of course. Um, there's a band from Atlanta called Women's Prison, which are very good. Um, I really like Gob. There's this noisy band from the 90s. Royal Headache is one of my new favorites yeah. that I can't stop listening but, to. I don't know. A favorite. There's, yeah. you know, there's different moods, so there's different. Yeah, yeah. How about bands. album you've spent the most time listening to? Oh, jeez. Mm, that's tough. Uh, it's probably something bad for me. I really like bad music. You know, it's fun. You know, like a music. Oh, mine's probably like Simpsons Sing the Blues or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or like Warren G. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something um, from my youth. If, if you guys could get a call from... Any band in the world, uh, even ones that are already defunct, to make uh, a tour shirt for, mm. who would be like? Who would you want to be on the other side of that ringing phone? Hmm. Oh, it ha- it have to be therapy uh, for me at least. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. <laughs> I got nothing. We are at the end of the road. Okay. Um, we want you to recommend people that we can pursue. Have okay. we given that thought? Did we tell you to give yeah, that we, thought? Yeah, we both have the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nevin th- Marshall. Nevin Marshall. Absolutely. Yeah, he, was, he lived at the house with us. He mm-hmm. played in bands with me. And um, he yeah, just... We are definitely going to make that happen. Yeah. Seriously, like the most intelligent and eccentric person I've ever known. He's a very, very good person. Right up our alley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also our, John Fahey. Yeah, our other friend John Fahey. The same name as the guy, but spelled differently. Okay. I was um, just about to say. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he lived here for a long time. He moved out to LA to pursue comedy. But he, he lived in the Hoople Mansion with us yeah. for about a year or two until his yeah. father passed, passed away. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, he um, he's like a great storyteller and uh, he's got really good taste in music. Okay. And also, I was listening to, in pre- preparation for this, I was listening to the other joint interview. Um, and um, I would love to hear um, the son of the joint interview, Nash. Yeah. Nash Roberts, is that the last name? Nash, um, I should know this. He was our intern for a while, right? <laughs> Williams. 
Williams. Yeah, Amy Bennett Williams. No, yeah. DP was our, our DP. DP. Oh was yeah, our Nash is the older kid. Well, he yeah he the stuff he said about the song that uh, he kind of helped his parents choose. Okay, I thought was so huh. interesting and so we well will put. make that happen. I That's was cool. like that was killer. I listened to that like two days ago. Hey I Roger, like, I know you're listening. This. Yeah, so Roger, Roger Williams, bring it to get your son. <laughs> What's so interesting about Nash is that um you know Amy Bennett Williams does the essays on WGCU mm-hmm. and if you go all the way back it's like she was talking about him when he was like a you know elementary school yeah. student so it's so interesting That's i'm cool. sure he like has this weird like has lee's listened to himself grow up hi nash i'm talking to you right now um okay that's it um are there any songs that you'll avoid listening to because of the association of a memory i hate love shack like okay. i can't handle it anytime it comes on i have to turn it off and i don't think there's a memory attached i think i just just rubs you the absolutely wrong way hate it yeah. yeah did you hate it from the get-go yeah we gotta tell yes. eric <laughs> Yeah, I really did hate it. Was it Eric? Was it Kate Scales? Was it Eric? I thought it was Eric. I don't know. They're all blurring uh, together. Did somebody choose Love Shack? Who did their their B-52's impression? Wasn't that Eric? Uh, Yeah, I think it might have been. I don't know. Don't ask me to. Yeah. Tori's going to find out all this for us. By the way, yeah, Tori's (laughs) in the studio. We have a Three Song Stories intern. Uh, She's starting today. She's going to be putting some promos together. She's going to be collecting some data on the show. And uh, and eventually she's going to host the show. Um, Do you have any songs? Um, Yeah, probably. Some kind of songs? I hate that song. Tennessee Brander, you're a fine girl. What a good wife. You know that song I'm talking about? I know, but I love what you just uh, did. <laughs> I hate that song. I don't know why. You hear it in like, you know, old He hates bars. that Pina Colada song, too. I hate, it's so you great. Like Pina Colada. That's one of the best songs ever. But that song is like, what it's saying is so, it's so wrong. Good. I know they're cheating on yeah. each other, man. But the end, it's so nice. Uh, they get like a new, I don't know if I yeah. ever got to the end, maybe. No. I'm with you. I hate that song. If I, you really listen to the lyrics, that song is pretty good, yeah. like at the end. I don't know. The second chapter of that song is great. <laughs> it pulls it over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, I, so I want to know another song in that in that direction. Like, is there one that you really like that you think is a good song that you just, that Jess doesn't get? That I don't like? Um, there's probably uh, a lot of them. Yeah, there's probably, a, I don't know. No, I don't know. I mean, this, I, I really like Love Shack. I think it's really long. fun. <laughs> I think Love Shack is a really fun song and I'll dance and act like an idiot whenever it comes on. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks okay. for doing this. Any yeah, final thoughts? Thank you. Thanks for having us. No, thanks for having us. This okay. was awesome. <laughs> thank you so much for doing it. <laughs> we make this show in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chin Kui is co-creator and producer. Tara Calligan is online content producer and periodic host. Christoph is his executive producer and soon-to-be guest. Our theme song was created by Dave 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 Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's parting tune, we're going back to episode 46 of this podcast from one year ago with the one and only singer-songwriter Bill Metz. This is his first song story, remembering being a six-year-old in the kitchen with his older sister when the song Get a Job came on the radio and the DJ played it three times in a row. There was a window just above where the where the actual sink was. I remember the, the strainer uh-huh. was on this side. The left yeah, side? I was on the left side, which she, uh, she, she has her back to me. When she turned around and started drying her hands on her apron, and it was a white flowered apron, she reached, as she's turning, okay, she's drying her hands, reaching over, turning up the radio all in one motion, all in one motion, and the next thing you know, she had me by the hand spinning me around. This is, this is, this is how I, you see, real or imagined, it doesn't matter. That's what I remember. That's how it felt to me. 
It was like one big, all of a sudden, this whirl of music and motion and my sister smiling and laughing and I'm smiling and laughing. And then when it happened three times in a row, that was... That was like magic. Was, that just yeah. doesn't happen. No, it, no, it does not. <laughs> Keep listening.